What's up, people? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. I'm your host, Chris Rausch. In this episode, I interview Marcel McAdoo. He is studying journalism and public relations here at the school. He's also the CEO and co-founder of the Miles of Smiles Foundation. We're going to talk about that. This show is produced by Grace McGuire. Thanks for listening. Marcel, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, Miles of Smiles, what is that all about? So I grew up with my twin brother, Miles, and at the age of two years old, he was first diagnosed with medulloblastoma. And 10 days before our third birthday, he was declared cancer-free. So we had a bit of issues growing up still, going to the hospital routinely, doing CAT scans, things of that nature. And when we were nine years old, he got diagnosed again. This time it was terminal. He passed away 10 years ago. And shortly after, my mother and I got together and decided that we were going to start a foundation in his honor and help other families with children with life-threatening illnesses and just trying to give them experiences that they would remember just to help them cope because we didn't necessarily get that when we were going through trying to take care of my brother during his both of his stints with cancer. Yeah. So we wanted to give back to families that maybe went through similar situations as I did. And what have been some of the things that the foundation has done for some families? So we have sent families out on vacations. One of my favorite things that we did, we did this for a young child by the name of Nas, and it was really interesting because he reminded me a lot of my twin brother. So I really felt the need to help him as much as we could. And he was a diehard Patriots fan. So my mother and I, my mother's like the queen of connections. So we got him out to Foxborough and we met Robert Kraft and at the time Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and you could see him and his family just glow. Wow, that's amazing. That's what it's all about for me. Yeah, It's just making families feel some sort of comfort when they need it the most. Yeah, Even if it's just a few hours of getting out of the hospital and spending time on a football field. Yeah. How how many families uh, do you and your mom take on every year uh we've been things have slowed down since the pandemic yeah we used to take on like dozens of families and around the holiday season that was all we were really focusing on we're trying to get back into the groove of it as things are sort of dying down with COVID 19. yeah very cool all right miles let's let's switch gears a little bit you recently made your beat reporting debut for q30 television yes i did tell me about that so it was really interesting i spent a lot of time growing up playing basketball and being on the court and i spent some time on the sidelines in high school helping with management and media but this was really my first time in front of the camera outside of class and it was interesting it was interesting to be on the other side of the court, being in the press conference, as opposed to being the one that's getting the questions asked. Yeah. So it was interesting seeing the other side. 
And so you did a, a – it was a men's basketball game against Dartmouth, right? Yes, it was their first home game against yeah. Dartmouth. And, and what was that like just to, to experience that? Again, it was it was just really interesting being on the media desk and being on that side of the court as opposed to being on the bench, being up close and personal with the players and coaches and trying to find a story there because most people see the box score, the final score, and that's it. But it's deeper than that. There are 15, 16 guys on the roster with amazing stories that we don't get to hear that often. I wish that they had a bit more of a spotlight for those stories to be told as opposed to the controversies that come with being a collegiate athlete or being on an NCAA Division One team. Yeah. So are you, will you cover more men's games going forward? Yes, that's the plan. Okay. And is that what you want to do for your with your journalism uh, major? Or tell me about career aspirations here a little bit. So I have been very fortunate in my time here to be able to dip my toes in a lot of different fields in communications. I've done some media studies, journalism, public relations, even some film. So I've had a chance to kind of mess around in different fields and figure out what's right for me and truly trying to find a passion. And in my time here, I've kind of come to the conclusion that I'm a pretty solid storyteller. I've lived quite the interesting life and I have a lot of stories to tell. But on the other side of things, I'm very philanthropic which can be evident by all the things we do for the foundation. So public relations has really opened my eyes as to what people can do for other organizations. And I've worked with my own organization, but I haven't worked with other organizations. Well, last semester, I was fortunate enough to work with a nonprofit organization in the Dominican Republic, Centro de Protesis, and they were getting ready to build a clinic for prosthetics in the Dominican Republic, but it was difficult with COVID-19. So I was able to sit down with the founder and we really just tried to get a campaign going for them to get more of an audience here as well as in the Dominican Republic. And they're making some really good progress down there. So it's nice just being able to know that I just did something, even if it wasn't that big, at least I was able to contribute and help out in a way I could. Yeah. Are you aware that Don Sawyer has uh, been in the Dominican Republic recently and has opened a school there? I've not been aware. Hip Hop Academy. You should talk to him. I'll definitely give him a shout. Hip Hop yeah. Academy. That yeah. sounds interesting. Just, just opened it up. Uh, he, he helped build that school. Oh. So, yeah. I, I think you guys would have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to reach out. Yeah. Marcel, one of the things that I like about you, uh, and I'm not going to embarrass you here, but your mom. <laughs> She's great, isn't she? <laughs> I, you, I don't know if you know, but your mom and I email yep. every once in a while. And I, I even sent her that picture of you at the film, uh, the film challenge. I wish I had more moms like that <laughs> yeah. to, to talk with. Tell me about your mom. <laughs> My mom, she's just like... <laughs> my biggest inspiration i really don't know what i would do without her she growing up she did everything she possibly could to help take care of me and my brother we spent 
countless hours in hospitals traveling around the Northeast, getting treatments from my brother. And at the same time, my mom was balancing that as well as like getting me in school. And I had some developmental issues. I didn't start speaking until around the age of five. So I had my own issues myself. Yeah. But my mother really put her best foot forward and did everything she could possibly do to get us going. And when my brother passed away, I don't even know how she kept her composure in the months following. And just her taking the initiative of deciding, instead of grieving and going in my shell, I'm going to go out and help other people. I think that's what's inspired me and my mantra of just helping other people because my mom's helped me my entire life and she's had a tremendous impact on I'd say thousands of people's lives. Yeah. How often do you talk to your mom? Daily. Yeah. She's the first person. (laughs) My morning routine, I go through, I read the New York Times and then I give my mom a call. She's the first person and the last person I talk to. Wow. Yeah. I do not talk to my mother that much. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say, I'm I'm a mama's boy at heart. I won't I won't lie. (laughs) Um Marcel, talk a little bit about how how did you decide to come to Quinnipiac? What attracted you uh, to the university? So I went to a private school in New York, and most of my classes at most were maybe 15 students. And again, I had some developmental issues in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got diagnosed with epilepsy towards the end of my high school, uh, my time in high school, and I needed to find an environment that I would feel comfortable in, a place where it was relatively accessible. I'm someone who has to have like a little bit of a connection with the professors and just the vibe I got being on campus a few times was that at the end of the day, the professors just want to see their students succeed and they want to do everything that they can to get them ready to go out into the real world. And I think that's really important in this day and age with students trying to get jobs during the midst of a global pandemic. I think they need teachers and professors like the ones we have here to help steer them in the right direction. And I've been so fortunate to have professors that have just wanted my best interest at heart and my other peers' best interests at heart as well. Well, Marcel, I would I would also say don't don't sell yourself short because I distinctly remember when you and your mom came to visit and and just you and your personality really stood out and and you were just an engaging person um, and, and it made me want to talk to you. So I, I think that's going to carry you far as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so give me a five-year goal or 10-year goal? Where do, where do you want to be post-Quinnipiac? Five years from now? That's a good question. Ideally, I'd like to do something that I feel comfortable doing, something I love doing. I'm not too sure that I've found that yet. Okay. I'm hoping I will soon and figure out what it is that I'd like to go out. I feel fully prepared to go out into, well, I feel like I have the right tools that will help set me up for my future. 
I'm hoping that I can do something where I can just help other people, whether it's through storytelling, whether it's through philanthropy, whether it's some form of communications. It's just, I'm a very helpful person, okay. or at least. Okay. I like to think of myself in that light. Okay. And I get that from my mother. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask you a sartorial question. Go for it. What's up with the bow ties? The bow ties. That's a good question. <laughs> you like bow ties? I, I'm a big fan of bow ties. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I've noticed. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. There's something about them. Uh, I gotta. I have. I have the actual bow ties. Like I actually tie the bow ties. I yeah. don't have the clip-ons because I feel like that's a bit tacky. <laughs> but uh, so your hardcore bow tie. I mean, <laughs> if you tune in next week, you'll see I got a festive bow tie that I'll be wearing right. in uh, my next stand-up. All so right. be All on right. the lookout. All right. So what is it about a bow tie that that you like? I don't know. I think it's just kind of classy. All right. And I don't know. I feel like growing up in like a private school and just always having a uniform and wearing the traditional like tie... I wanted to be able to switch it up a little bit and just kind of, I I don't know. I'm a very creative person, and I think the bow tie thing is kind of like an expression of my creativity. Do you have a favorite bow tie? I don't think I do. Okay. I think I'm on the hunt for like for... the right, the perfect bow tie. Okay. Any suggestions? Um do they sell Quinnipiac bow ties? In I the think store? they do at the bookstore. With with like little bobcats on them. I may need some. You, you may need to go check that out. Yeah, I need to up my festivity. <laughs> like my, I have some Christmas ties, and like I need some Valentine's Day ties. That's my. In five years, who knows? Maybe I'll end up opening a bow tie shop. For I could, all I, I know, I could see you designing bow ties. I'll leave that to my my graphic design, my uh, my GID majors out there. All right. For sure. All right. Marcella, I like to end the show by asking you a question. By asking all the guests a question and then I'm and then I will I will answer the question myself. Tell me one thing about yourself that very few people know that they would be surprised to know. Other than what you've already we've already talked about. I think I face adversity very well. Okay. I think I've come across a handful of challenges in my life, and sometimes I beat myself down. Uh, I don't feel so confident in certain situations. But I've gone through a lot, and there are a lot of times when I've been knocked down and could just stay down, but I've gotten up every time. And again, I think that's like inspiration from my mother and other family members. And I think a lot of people could maybe learn from some of the experiences that I've gone through, but also other students in the School of Communications as well. But me specifically, I've had my trials and tribulations, but I, my mantra is that if I can get out of bed and see another day, then it's a good day for me. All right. Um, I like that. I like that a lot because I'm, I'm a person like when I make when I make a mistake, I beat myself up, mm-hmm. and and that's not good. Yeah, that's not good for me. So I'm I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to move past it. All right, here's here's one for you. When I was when I was 13, I broke my arm. Mm-hmm. I broke both bones in my arm in my left arm. I'm showing I'm showing Marcel my my scar mm-hmm. right now from when they had to operate. Had to have three different casts 
on my arm before it was finally fixed. Jeez. And um, and to this day, my my left arm is is weaker than my right arm um, because of because of what I did to it. So there you go. You've still got a nice form on the <laughs> on the hardwood though. So I don't know. Well, because I shoot right handed. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll do it. That'll do the trick. Yeah. All right, Marcel, I want to thank you for joining us on on Common Grounds. Thank you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you having me on the show. That was my interview with Marcel McAdoo, who is a journalism and public relations student here at the School of Communications. On Common Grounds is hosted by me, Chris Rausch. I'm the dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by Grace McGuire, who also does the music. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcast on the platform or app of your choice. Definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram at QUPodcasts. Do you have a story to share? Something you want us to talk about? Find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. Until then, keep your distance, wash your hands, and thanks for listening.